listening to Expand Your Horizons, the podcast for English language teachers and wanderlust indulgers. This is Lauren and Shannon, teacher training duo of TefelHorizons.com. Each week, we bring you teaching advice, travel tips, and inspiring stories from around the globe. Here's to making this big world a little smaller by connecting ESL teachers everywhere. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Expand Your Horizons. This week, our guest is Orlando Delgado. I'm thrilled that Orlando was able to join me for this interview because he's often busy doing a ton of different cool things at the same time, as you'll hear when I give you a little bit more about his background in a moment. But the thing that I've always really admired about Orlando is that he's so passionate about everything he does. Nothing that he's working on ever appears to be just a job for him. He always seems genuinely excited about the projects he takes on, and despite everything he's doing, he always makes time for in-depth conversations about professional development and how we can keep making the ELT industry better and better. So it's really a pleasure to have him on the show. Orlando has been working as the Director of Teacher Training and Development Operations for International House Mexico for seven years now, leading the 15 International House Teacher Training Department branches in the country, and he's also a member of the Executive Board of Directors. He has worked as a teacher trainer for over 10 years in Mexico, the U.S., the U.K., Ukraine, Italy, Canada, Tunisia, and Argentina, and as a freelance coursebook writer for the University of Dayton. Additionally, he's a very active CELTA, ICELT, and DELTA assessor, traveling in Europe and North, Central, and South America, assessing other CELTA centers. He remains actively involved in professional development and reflective practice and holds a master's degree in teacher education from the University of Manchester. He's currently working on his MBA through Warwick University Business School. As director of operations, Orlando leads and implements projects to make teacher training at IH Mexico as effective as it can be, and he also gets to work with the sales and marketing team to develop innovative new products and courses. So in our interview today, we'll be talking about his career path and how he got to where he is now, as well as what it's like to be a non-native English speaker in the ELT, or English language teaching field, and what it's like to teach or get certified to teach in Mexico. I know we talk about the CELTA course a fair amount on this podcast, and if you've been listening for a while, you know that Lauren and I are both CELTA trainers and that we're big fans of quality teacher training. So if you are thinking about getting a CELTA certification, definitely look into IH Mexico as an option. Um, In order to do that, you can head to tefelhorizons.com slash IHMexico to get more information. And I've included that link in the show notes to make it nice and easy in case you want to check it out. Okay, so without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hi, Orlando. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you, Shannon. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. All right. So to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. So where are you? Where do you live? What do you do? Right, right. So, um, well, so, <coughs> so, uh, well, right now I'm Kiev, but I'm actually based, uh, most of the year I'm based in um, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. That's where, um, so I'm, I'm the uh, director of teacher training operations for International House Mexico and, and I'm based in Mexico City for, you know, like, vast narrative of my time um but you know i also enjoy traveling and 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 you know like like you know like right now you know i'm i'm running a course in in kiev you know freelancing but um but i normally run courses for international health mexico as well you know south courses delta 
and a range of um, all the different um, ELT TEFL courses, you know, whether that's face-to-face uh, -face or online, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I normally do it for um, uh, IH Mexico. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so you're a CELTA trainer. You actually do CELTA. train on CELTA courses, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. So I'm a CELTA trainer, Delta trainer, CELTA mm -hmm. CESA as well, um, Delta CESA as well. And, and that's also, you know, how I get to travel abroad. You know, I just go to different centers, uh, running courses, you know, getting like freelancing or, you know, simply, you know, helping other courses, you know, assessing their CELTA um, courses, you know, giving them feedback, uh, you know, talking to other tutors around the world, you know, different centers, you know, about how they run the courses, you know, trying to, um, you know, have very engaging, interesting conversations like this one, right? So, uh, on, yeah. you know, on how we can, uh, you know, help candidates around the world. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, just um, also in my role as a Delta assessor. And, you know, in those cases, um, you know, I, I, I don't really, I mean, I, I do still, you know, talk to the tutors, but, but not about the candidates because you cannot really do that on, on Delta courses. But I still go and, and assess the uh, the candidates themselves, you know, watch their classes, uh, read the background essays, and um, and send my uh, report to Cambridge, you know, on, on their lessons. Absolutely. And I'm just going to jump in here for a second. So if you're listening and you're not sure what Orlando is talking about when he says uh, assessing <laughs> CELTA courses. Right. Um, so basically, Cambridge has a system. Cambridge is the organizing body behind the CELTA course. Uh, they have a system where on every single course that is run anywhere in the world, um, they send someone who has been specifically trained in this role uh, to come and assess the course. So that means this assessor spends a day on the course basically doing quality control. So they look over all of the paperwork, make sure everything's being documented, um, and they also speak with the candidates on the CELTA course to make sure they're happy and they feel that their training is up to their right. expectations. And um, the cool thing is, so speaking as a CELTA trainer, the cool thing when an assessor comes to visit is it's also kind of an opportunity for professional development and collaboration. Right. Um, yeah. where when Orlando would come in and assess on CELTA courses where I was training, we would actually get to chat about different ways of doing things. And it's, it's really neat. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and like you're saying, Shane, you know, it's about, you know, like, I mean, really, you know, what, what you want to do is, as, as an assessor, you know, like, I mean, you know, regardless of, you know, like, I mean, I mean, you know, like wherever we go, right. I mean, any part mm -hmm. of the world really, you know, what we want to do is, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, of course, you know, the, the, the course is being run, you know, according to international standards and regulations and also, but also, and more importantly, I think, you know, it's about helping uh, the center, right, you know, and therefore, exactly. you know, the candidates in the course, right, so helping them improve the courses, you know, and, and helping them, you know, think of, you know, like, like different alternatives, I mean, how, how they could potentially do the same, but differently, you know, so that they can then, you know, deliver a better course, you know, and therefore mm -hmm. help the candidates better, you know, so, yeah. Because yeah. it, it can be quite challenging uh, experience and, and, and I mean, for everybody involved, I guess, <laughs> tutors and candidates alike. Yeah. And, and, but then it's about, you know, how, how we can make the experience, you know, be as, as you know, as, as enjoyable, you know, and, uh, and, and as fun, you know, as it can be, you know, I mean, for, for you know, I mean, everybody involved, I guess. So. Absolutely. And as a trainer, it's nice that you're not just going to get stuck in this in this little bubble where you yeah. always do things one way and you're never exposed to anything else because you get yeah. visited by somebody else at least once a month yeah. um, where you get to talk about other ideas and get suggestions and feedback. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So how did you first get started in this field? What inspired you to start teaching English? Right, right. Well, that, that's, a funny, <laughs> that's a funny story, really, because <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of the things that I, I didn't really plan for. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I never actually thought I would become a teacher. Um, hmm. It's a bit of a funny story. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, I mean, I, I wanted to... So it all started you know, like very many months ago when I was in, in university and, and basically, you know, I, so my, my first degree is in English literature, you see, right? So, um, and uh, so, you know, I started, you know, went to university, you know, went to university and, 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 um, and it was the first summer, you know, it was the first summer in university and, and, you know, I was on with my classes, you know, like with my exams, you know, I, I you know, pretty much, you know, passed everything and it was summer uh you know quite a long time ago and 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 then i thought oh you know like what can i do what can i do with my summer right like <laughs> so uh you know what what's something productive i can do with like my two months right in the summer and then as opposed to like you know like i mean what most people you know were doing back then you know in those days you know um you know was like traveling or you know simply just enjoying yourself and you know, like like going places right but and then i thought well you know wouldn't it be nice to like help people you know to like you know become a teacher and then help people and then i don't know you know let's see how it goes and maybe this is something that i could do every summer you know because again you know it was the first my first year in university and i thought you know i, I do still have two two and a half you know years to go and you know maybe i could do some teaching every summer nice uh, in between yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's what i thought and then and i thought as well you know i thought and, and maybe you know through teaching you know and, and giving classes I could then uh, save some money, you know, and, and buy a car. And, and so, uh, and that's how basically it all started. But then the funny thing, I, I went for my car, you know, I realized this was, this was something that I really liked doing. Um, you know, I, I really, I really go into the whole, you know, kind of like, you know, like, like helping people through the means of English, you know, and, and, and through like, you know, like helping them achieve and, and fulfill the dreams kind of thing, right? Because, you know, I, I soon realized you know this this is a profession you know where you can i mean you can you can get to know people you can meet different people you know and 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 more importantly you can help them you know like fulfill the dreams through mm -hmm. through english right so you know i got to know you know like i met people you know that were potentially there in the classroom because they they were like i don't know they they, they want to learn english because they were going to apply for say i don't know like a master's degree or like a, BI, you know, in whatever, you know, field, but abroad, you know, like places like Canada, in the UK, in the States. Um, so, yeah, so, so the funny thing was when, when I finished university and, and either way, saved money for, for my first car, um, <laughs> uh, right, uh, then I, I, I didn't stop teaching, you know, and, and my, my BA, my, my first degree in English lit became the hobby rather than my, yeah. my, my profession. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I've never actually, I've never actually done anything with it. Uh, right. I, mean, I, I mean, anything, I mean, professionally speaking, that is, you know, career wise. And, and so I finished university and I just started teaching um, full time, you know, and, um, and I haven't really stopped ever since. So, um, so that's, that's, that's a funny story, I guess, behind my... Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, I feel yeah. like so many of us have ended up in this career 
that way. Yeah, like it starts yeah. as something arbitrary, like, oh, it's just a way to travel or make money or whatever. And then we yeah. fall in love with it and we never stop. Yeah. And then you just stay in the profession, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and just like any other profession that you decide to stay in, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's always a good idea to keep developing, right? And, and absolutely. And, and yeah. Um, and that's why I did so. <laughs> so, um, so after my first, after my first year, you know, of teaching full time, um i just you know went ahead and you know looked for like all the teach training you know courses and and teacher development courses right so mm-hmm. um and i mean you know i took i mean i can't remember how many you know i've taken but i took so many courses in between myself and delta and then you know i i went ahead and and you know applied for um for my delta course and you know, i took my delta course and then you know later on you know, i think it was like a year after i i took my um Delta course, you know, I, I became a trainer, you know, I got trained up as yep. a Delta tutor. Uh, and then I became, I can't remember what happened first, if I became an assessor first or a Delta tutor first and then a self assessor. Uh, yeah, but, but it was, but it was, it was quite interesting. Um, um, I don't know, professional development pathway, if you will, you know, just yeah. like, you know, like looking for, I mean, one teacher development course after the other after the other you know so that then I could I could remain um competitive if you will you know so absolutely yeah Yeah. you know that this is something you like and it's important to you to be good at it not just to do it but actually to keep getting better and better at it yeah yeah exactly just like any other profession I guess right you want to keep getting more training in your field yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, again, if you're listening and you're not sure what some of these terms are that we're throwing around, uh, we've mentioned it briefly in previous episodes, but Delta is kind of the, I don't know, what would you say, Orlando, the next level of yeah. Delta, like the, the big brother or something of Delta. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's the highest uh, teacher, you know, like teaching qualification, right? Like teach training course, you know, teaching qualification you know, in the Cambridge um teaching framework right so right. uh yeah yeah and it's it's well it's basically at master's grade level yeah essentially i mean it's not an actual master's and celta is not an actual yeah. bachelor's but if you think of celta as kind of the bachelor's level of teacher training certifications then delta is the master's level of teacher yeah yeah and and then some some universities will even you know go as far as as you know, as to um, um you know give oh, yeah. credits you know, if you're a delta qualified so Right. Towards your master's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that is sort of if you're really committed to this field, that tends to be a a pretty typical path in terms of training and education is to start with CELTA, then get more experience, maybe take some other more specific training or certification courses along the way. And then when you're ready, um, embark on the Delta certification Delta. journey. Yeah. yeah, big brother. Yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. watching. Yeah, that's right. And that's <laughs> what qualifies you typically to be in more of a management or leadership role right. in this field or to be a CELTA trainer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The wonderful world of, of, of training, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Um, so as a CELTA trainer, what do you typically look for in a teacher or a candidate? Or what would you say, maybe this is a tough <coughs> question, but what would you say makes a good um, Delta candidate or just a good English teacher? Right, right. Oh, well, okay. Uh, right. So, uh, well, I, um, I think, okay. So maybe patience. I think patience. I think that would be one of the first qualities, you know, to, uh, I mean, if I, you know, say, you know, if I were interviewing candidate myself, you know, one of the things that I, I would normally ask is how they, 
how they react to, I mean, I mean so one thing is feedback, right? You know, how they, yeah. how they react to feedback, right? Because um, that's one of the things that, you know, like, I mean, as a, as a human being in general, you know, I just, I just truly, and I think we all should truly believe in that, you know, just like developing ourselves. And, and, and for that purpose, you know, one needs to be receptive to, um, to feedback, right? And, and then mm -hmm. also, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to CELTA, that's even more important because that's actually what's going to happen on the course. So, so when I'm interviewing candidates, you know, I, I ask them how, I mean, how receptive they are to feedback, right? Or, you know, how they would feel about giving feedback, you know? So it's, so it's, it's both, you know, receiving and giving feedback, you know, receiving feedback from tutors, you know, or peers, and then also giving feedback to, uh, to peers, right? You know, because that's what's going to happen in the course, you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be expected to uh, receive feedback on their teaching practice, lesson planning, assignment work, and, 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 um, and you know, that's why I also said, you know, uh, you know patience, you know, um, the quality of being patient is also important because, you know, I sometimes associate that to, to you know, what I said first, you know, being receptive to feedback. So, mm -hmm. so, so, you know, kind of like being able to, or, or, or you know, showing that quality, right? Like being, being patient in terms of, you know, maybe the first time that you're training things out, you know, it might not be perfect, um, but, but it's important to be um, tolerant to, to new ideas or to change, you know, and, and therefore, you know, in turn, you know, being, you know, be receptive to, to feedback, to trying new things out, to receiving feedback on, on something that maybe you tried the first time, you thought it worked pretty well, but then being told, well, it's not that it worked yeah. badly, you know, but, but it's something that, you know, you could improve. And I mean, there's always room for improvement, you know, and, and development, right, in, in anything that we do, really. So, um, so, so yeah. I think that would be, I think that's a big, that's a big area, you know, like just being receptive, point. right? Um, Definitely. Yeah. Because really, all of the other stuff, you know, uh, you know, like methodology-wise, you know, and 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 technically speaking, you know, that that's basically why they are on the course. You know, I mean, that's it's not like you should get on the course and 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 know everything already. I mean, you 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 you. I mean, why would you be taking the course if you already knew what we're going to <laughs> exactly do, right? Uh, right? Like like yeah, that's not a course for you, right? Uh, you should yeah. probably be taking Delta. Um, so, um, so all of, all of the other stuff, you know, like lesson planning and, and teaching methodologies and classroom management, you know, like however new that might seem to some people and, and therefore challenging. I mean, all of that is, 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 I mean, is, is going to be taught and, and, and it's going to be modeled and it's going to be demoed on the course. And, and that's why people, you know, decide to take CELTA because they, they want to get all of this new stuff, you know, so that they can be in the future, you know, when they go, I mean, anywhere they go, you know, they can be fully confident about their own teaching and, and fully equipped with those, with those um, newly acquired skills, right? So, but, but it's really about their, uh, you know, ability to, to uh, receive feedback. I, I think, yeah. I, I don't know, I mean, what, what do you think? I think that's such a great point. I really like that way of looking at it, that I think that might be something that surprises um, maybe incoming candidates at first as they put a lot yeah. of pressure on themselves, which I think is normal that you, you want to be yeah. good at something, you know, you yeah, don't want to, you want to do well, of course, and feel yeah, like you're not good at anything. But yeah. what, what I think people coming into the course sometimes don't understand is that we expect them to not 
necessarily yeah. very good at teaching. Yeah, that's why yeah, they're exactly. there. Yeah, um, like, like, like you said, expect them to pro- potentially not even do well in the first teaching practice, and that's right fine, to make you know? a lot of mistakes okay. so that we yeah. can help them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right, because that's what we're there for. You know, exactly. Them, uh, yeah. So it's such a great point that all the methodology stuff you're going to learn on the course. We don't expect you to come in knowing that, but you're not going to be able to take in any of that if you're not arriving with an open mind and you're not arriving with this patience to be able to hear, you know, okay, this worked well, but this other thing didn't work so well. And here's another way you can try it. Yeah. And and more importantly, that's fine. You know, it's, it's okay if, you know, if, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, So, I mean, that, that would be one thing. And, and the other thing, of course, and, and again, I mean, it's not like, again, you know, like coming back to the point that we're making, um, it's not essential. Uh, It it does help if they know a little bit of, of, um, I mean, not that they should know the grammar, right? Because again, we're not expecting them to do that. But, um, right, but it helps. But but, but, but it helps. Right? Yeah. I mean, if they have some kind of like overall language awareness and like prior to um, getting in the course, of course, that's always helpful. Again, you know, it's 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 more kind of like desirable rather than essential. Again, exactly. you know, I, I've, I've had like so many candidates in the past, you know, who you know, like uh, knew very little, you know, on, I mean, whatever, you know, language point, you know, they were going to teach next, but, but then they, they researched the language point overnight and then they designed the class and, you know, the lesson plan activities, whatever they have to do. And then they told the lesson and they were fine. So, so again, you know, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's not one of the things that we're expecting people to know, but, but if I were to, if I were to like suggest, you know, like or say, you know, hey, you know, if, if you did have ample free time, exactly, uh, <laughs> yeah, and need something then, to do before the course, sure, sure, <laughs> then it's okay, yeah, go ahead and, and you know do some grammar work. But, but I agree, that's that. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not essential, but it's I think it's something that makes Celta a little bit less stressful. If you already know the grammar coming in, it just means that's one less thing that you have to research or prepare yeah for your lessons but yeah you can certainly still do that if you're yeah, not super exactly yeah it, 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 yeah exactly if you do some language work you know prior to getting on the course that simply means you're going to have like maybe one extra hour a day to watch some kind of like i don't know like game of thrones episode instead of exactly that's basically what i mean so yeah great yeah um okay so this is a good transition. Speaking of knowing grammar or not knowing grammar, uh, something that I think is important and that we haven't really gotten to talk about yet on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so you're a non-native English speaker. Um, yep. Spanish is your first language. Yeah. Yep. Um, so how, how do you think being a non-native speaker in this industry, being an English teacher, how does that affect somebody's experience? Right, right. But you mean like from the, I mean, like from the learners. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, because, because it can be analyzed from like different. Yeah, I guess that's like, a good point. From like, yeah, yeah. Of, like, or you mean like as a candidate on the course or, or as a teacher in the course or yeah, because they're like. Different. Yeah, all of those. About, so, okay, let's start with, since we've been talking about CELTA, I guess we could start with CELTA candidates. I do have, um, occasionally I interview non-native speaking yeah. prospective CELTA candidates who express some concerns about that. You know, they say, okay, I'm a non-native speaker, is that going to hurt me on the course? Or how is that going to affect me on the course? Uh, I guess, what would you say to those candidates? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's not really, well, 
I mean, you know, of course, you know, like as a non-native, you know, teacher, you know, non-native speaker, it's really, you know, um, I mean, of course, you know, there will always be, I mean, well, not always really or necessarily, but, you know, but there will be like, you know, a couple of occasions where, you know, you feel like, oh, well, maybe, you know, if I were just, you know, if I was just like from XYZ country, you know, if I were just a native speaker, you know, I would be able to, I don't know, like, I don't know, like use a wider repertoire of vocabulary or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Lexis or, you know, like automatically come up with all of these idioms, you know, or the, the idiomatic expressions or maybe pronunciation wise, I don't know, whatever, you know, like you always, right. you know, as a non-native speaker, you know, you always have that at the back of your, of your mind. But, but, but really, you know, if you think about, and, then, and this is another thing, you know, I always tell candidates, well, I mean, non-native candidates, you know, that are applying for a CELTA, you know, the interview process, I always tell them, well, actually, if you think about it, um, you've already gone through that learning process yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we've already gone through, you know, that kind of, you know, like, I mean, like early steps, you know, that kind of like process, you know, whereby like we have to be, I mean, we had to be exposed to the language, you know, we had, we, we had to like do all of these different gap fields and activities right. and exercises and like all of these CCQs and, for those of you that don't know what a CCQ is, I mean, <laughs> uh, concept check questions, so the kind of question that you ask in the classroom to make sure that the learner is able to follow what you're saying, you know, to check meaning, understanding, or whatever, whatever you know, lexical or grammatical point you're making, right? Or clarifying. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, so, so that's why I tell candidates, you know, non-native candidates, um, you know, if you think about, it, you've already gone through that process, right? And, and yeah. that kind of that kind of gives you, you know, a spidey sense, right? So it kind of gives you, <laughs> right? Exactly, you know, a spidey teaching sense, yeah. uh, right? Uh, that that sixth sense, right? Um, so so it's kind of like you you walk, you know, you walk into into the room, you know, and in the classroom, and you know, and you're teaching, I don't know, you know, whatever grammatical item you have to be teaching that day, and and as a non-native speaker that you are you can potentially already anticipate for some of the problems your learners yep. are going to, to, to have, right? And, exactly. and, uh, and, it, and it's such a great aid, really, you know, to be able to, you know, even before, you know, going to the classroom, you know, consider those problems that as a non-native speaker yourself, you know, or a non-native learner yourself, you know, you once had. And, and more importantly, um, how you were able to overcome those problems yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's definitely what you as a teacher you know that's definitely what you are going to be passing on to to your learners and so so that's uh, i mean that's one thing and also the other thing is and 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 this is the other thing i i tell candidates or you know or graduates for that matter you know if you think about it also you are you are their role model right i mean you are the non-native oh, teacher yeah. right uh, and 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 that's I mean potential I mean you know if 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 they I mean if the learners in your in your classroom you know if they should be aspiring to anybody you know to be like anybody it should potentially be you right like the exactly. teacher this yeah. right rather than like you know whatever native speaker that you know happens to be in the classroom with them or not right so um, I love that I don't know does that. I mean, does, does that make any sense, really? Or? It does. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think the, the point about being able to really understand and empathize with the learner's experience, because you were once a learner, that makes so much yeah. sense. 
having that spidey sense, as you call it. <laughs> yeah, spidey um, sense, yeah. But yeah, I've also never really thought about it in the, in the sense of being a role model, that like this is where you can go, yeah. uh, is to get to a point where you are so proficient in English that you're confident and able to teach it effectively. Yeah. Which yeah, is great. yeah, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and 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 you know, and and you know, just simply, you know, being acknowledged, you know, being recognized as, as you know, like like an, a very, you know, a very proficient and fluent non-native speaker, you know, who also, mm-hmm. you know, has uh, like like their own culture, their own accents, you know, their own whatever, right? So, because um, one thing is, you know, being a proficient speaker, you know, like whatever language, you know, like English, you know, French, Italian, Japanese, whatever. And another thing is, you know, um, like, I mean, keeping your identity as well, right? So, right, absolutely. Yeah. I also think, at least in my experience of um, working with both native speaking and non-native speaking candidates on different courses, um, oftentimes the non-native speakers have a huge advantage with their grammar knowledge. True, um, true. That's right. I mean, I know that depending on how you learned English as a non-native speaker, you might not know a lot of terminology if you just sort of picked it up um, in a more, I don't know, authentic way. Um, but a lot of non-native speakers, it seems, had to actually study the grammar and they know a lot of the terminology that native speakers have never had to think about. That's right. Yeah, because um, it just comes natural, right? I mean, it's just something that you picked up, you know. Right, like, oh, uh, this sounds right, this doesn't sound right, but most, non-native, uh, most native-speaking candidates, sorry, come into the course like, I don't know why that's wrong, I just know that it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, like, like the same, you know, like when I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be able to teach Spanish myself, you know, I would actually have to, like, sit down and learn my, my Spanish grammar, right? Cause, right. You know, I, yeah, so I would be like, what, subjunctive in Spanish? I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, exactly. So it's a luxury that we have as native speakers of a language that we don't have to learn all that stuff. But then when you turn around and try to teach it, you realize you do need to know all of that stuff. And then you have yeah. to go back and try to learn it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. About before. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you, I don't know if this is something you, you can really speak to in the experience mm-hmm. that you've had, but um, I think that's another concern. I don't know. I don't want to say there's like prejudice in the industry, but there is mm-hmm. a bit of, you know, all those job ads that are like hiring native speakers. Um, Can you speak to that? Like it is possible for non-native speakers to find work as English teachers. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I I, I definitely have, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, as as, I I was saying, you know, like I also, you know, I enjoy traveling and going different places, you know, and and I've been fortunate enough, you know, to like been to all of these different lovely places, you know, places I wouldn't be able to to go to otherwise, you know, if I were working in, in a different field days right um mm-hmm. but 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 it's true i mean it's it's one of the things that um i mean unfortunately you know it is one of the things that you know it it, it does it, it does happen but it, it i mean but 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 sometimes and and in some places right but sometimes you know it's, it's it really has more to do with like um, local regulations and and the government yeah. itself, you know, in different places. And something, you know, sometimes you know, it just has to do with the passport that you have, right? So, you know, I've 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 met people that I mean, for example, you know, I mean, it, it might potentially be easier for, I don't know, say, you know, like an Italian to get mm-hmm. a job in Spain than say like a Canadian, right? Uh, simply That's because true. Of, simply because of the passport. So. So sometimes, you know, it's, it's so, I mean, it, it goes beyond, you know, it goes beyond the realms of, of That's you know, true. Yeah. native and non-native, right? It has to do with, with your passport sometimes, you know, it has to do with like local regulation, regulations sometimes. Like, for example, we work 
you know, like in Mexico, um, you know, Daesh Mexico, we work with a number of agents, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that help uh, their graduates um, get jobs in like different locations. And one of those locations is um, China, for example. And, and it's one of the things that uh, we, we've, you know, we've sent uh, Mexicans to, um, to China, you know, to places like Shanghai, or uh, Xi'an, you know, those places because they, they happen to have a, a first degree, um, mm-hmm. right? And, and not the first degree in, in linguistics or, or education or anything like that. You know, they just happen to be BA qualified. And of course, you know, on top of that, they have CELTA. And right. then we've had graduates, you know, like native speakers uh, who haven't been able to get a job in those places because, you know they they don't have a first degree right so so sometimes you know it, it has to do with so so it's not just about like your first language it's not just about the passport it's mm-hmm. not just about so so there's like you know like a range of factors right right but, but then again it has to but but then again you know it's just like pretty much every profession right so depending on on the market depending on on where you would like to, to go and and where you'd like to teach, right? Then, then there might be different requirements. Um, fortunately, uh, fortunately, you know, the best employers, the employers that you really would like to work with, that you'd really like to work for, you know, and, 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 and stay with, um, mm-hmm. those are the employers that don't have any prejudice against um, you know, the non-native teacher, right? And, and I mean, in this case, you know, we're talking about, you know, the larger organization, for example. And I, I mean, it would be some of the larger organizations, you know, I mean, places like, uh, well, you know, IH World Organization or like English First or like Bell yeah. Education or like British Study Centers. So, you know, all of those places were, you know, because of the size of, or like, or like uh, you know, Oxford House as well, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, in Australia, I think they're based. But they have yeah, operations so. in the States. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and the UK, and so because of the size of of, of their operations and, and the organisations themselves, you know, they they you know they 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 fully support you know those. Uh, I mean, they are completely against that prejudice, right? And fully yeah. support their non-native teachers because, I mean, they're just like any other professional in the field. You know, they're just as qualified and and as as equipped you know for for you know teaching so right they're looking more for things like certifications like do you have a celta yeah. do you have a degree have you gotten exactly. a little bit of experience maybe yeah exactly That's yeah they're, they're, yeah they're looking for they're looking for professionals at the end of the day right? yeah professionals not just who you are from birth exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah um good i think you touched on something really briefly that's maybe important to reiterate uh you mentioned native speakers sometimes not being able to get a job in certain places because they don't have a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and i think that is important for people to know that um often even if you're a native speaker and you have a little bit of teaching experience, it can be tough to find jobs in certain places if you don't have a, a bachelor's degree, simply because it's a requirement for getting a visa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and again, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with what kind of bachelor's degree. Right, it can I be mean, in like, anything. Yeah. yeah, like it could be like, like, you know, rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's just something to know if you're interested in teaching um, and you're thinking, you know, should I skip my university degree to yeah, no, get go to university? Yes, exactly. Probably not. Yeah. Take something and get it done. And exactly. Then. Get it done. And then, yeah. It'll be the yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Okay. So you've been talking a little bit about IH. You mentioned as well, those big, bigger sort of really reputable organizations. Um, mm-hmm. They do tend to look for things like, just qualifications and experience and who you are professionally. Um, So you are with IH Mexico. Can you tell us a little bit more about IH Mexico? And IH, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's International House. So it's kind of like a a chain of language schools. Yep. Um, Yeah. So tell us more about International House Mexico. What do you do there? What do you offer? What's it like? Right, right. So so we're part of the, um, so as IH Mexico, we are part of the uh, International House um, World Organization of Schools. Mm-hmm. So that's a network of around, um, uh, I mean, I have to double check, you know, because like every day, you know, we keep getting more and more schools around the world. So it's one of the things that they could change around, it, right? But, but it's around like 56, so it's around like 160 different schools in around like 55, wow. 57 countries. Like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just got like a new school somewhere in like Southeast Asia or something. I can't remember where, or like Europe or something. But anyway, so um, so it's a big, big, um, you know, like large organization. And, and um, so it's, it's the largest teacher training organization in the world. Uh, which is great, I think. So mm-hmm. that, that's something that we like, you know, like we, I mean, we like saying about ourselves, you know, we're incredibly proud of that. So, uh, and, and we only come second, you know, only after um, Berlitz, I think, you know, in terms of language teaching size. So I think we are the second largest uh, language teaching organization in the world, but yeah, I mean, just yeah. after Berlitz, but, but then the first one when it comes to our uh, teacher training, right? Um, and in Mexico, so we have in the whole of the country, we have 15 branches in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and IH Mexico City is one of those uh, 15 branches. So, but, but as a group, you know, we have, as the IH Mexico group days, we have 15 different branches. We run a number of different things we run celta we run delta and also you know in between celta and delta we we run a range of different courses um you know so so we run anything from like say i don't know like like um like in-service teacher training you know for people that you know just just finish celta and would like to keep developing but they're not you know ready for for delta yet you know we offer them a, a range of different courses you know anything from like phonology to like storytelling to like how to teach english through like either like like uh, you know content language based instruction kind of thing you know clear kind of thing um you know like tkts uh, online mm-hmm. courses blended courses so uh, so a number of things and and um, so, so, so it, it's, it means we have quite a good range of, of options, you know, pretty much for everybody, and, you know, the different, uh, you know, the different levels of the different points, you know, points in their um, professional careers. Um, and, but one of the things that we, that we specialize in, you know, so, you know, if you will, you know, is, is CELTA because mm-hmm. you know, we've been running CELTA for like, um, I think, that's a good question for like 15, 17 years now. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's quite a long time. And uh, and like throughout the years, you know, we've been able to, you know, pretty much, you know, like like 
you know, trial and error kind of thing, you know, so like, you know, pretty much, you know, tested, you know, different things and, and improve things. So, and that's what we've been doing, you know, um, you know, with our cell to program, you know, so, so we've, you know, we've, we've, we've managed to make our course uh, less stressful than many of the courses out there. So like, for example, now our course, um, you know, every single Friday, which is great. Every single Friday is pretty much a day off. I mean, it's not like completely a day off, but, but basically people get to go home after one thirty um, because nice. we don't. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I think. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's that, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different conversation, but yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's but it's one of those things that we try to really, you know, like like make our course um you know as as stress-free as possible you know it, yeah. it's i mean you know it's i mean you know if, if you know people out there you know if, if you're doing your homework you know your research online you'll see you know like tons of forums and like hey you know like oh sales is so challenging oh my god oh my god big yeah, it is thing. stressful for right? sure <laughs> it can be very stressful sometimes <laughs> but then our philosophy is you know it doesn't have to be more it doesn't have to be unnecessarily stressful there you go yeah um right so and one of the things that we do you know on, i mean on top of the very many other things and strategies that we have on courses is that you know making sure that people you know as of like two p.m they can go home and and you know and and, and work and whatever all the things they have to work on you know just like assignments or lesson plans or materials and, and stuff like that right um so mm -hmm. so and, and 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 that's what we've been trying to do you know like like i mean you know i mean th throughout like all of the several courses that we've been running you know in the past say like i don't know like 10 years you know or like 15 years you know we've been trying to improve you know our courses you know you know after every single single time that we've given the course you know we ask for feedback we get feedback from candidates and and then it's you know it's pretty much like how can we improve it right how can, because at the yeah. end of the day what we have to make sure is we provide a really good um experience right a really good experience Absolutely. for candidates so um so that then when they are ready for for delta then you know they they you know they think you know back to those very nice memories from from their CELTA course, you know, and, and then, you know, they, they, they can come back and, and, and we can give them just, you know, the same experience, you know, the same positive experience, but now on, on the Delta course. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically people who are interested in doing a CELTA, they can do that at IH Mexico. They can do their Delta at IH Mexico if they're further yeah. along in their careers and then um, teaching as well. You, they can also apply to teach at IH, IH Mexico. Yeah, 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 and and we also um, uh, well, I mean, it's one of the things that you know we're fortunate enough, you know, to be in a in a country where we've got you know a hundred million people, you know, and and, mm -hmm. and all of these people, you know, potentially at some point in their lives, you know, will need English, you know, like for like professional or like purposes, right. instrumental purposes, academic purposes, whatever. So so um, so we are increasing. I mean, it's it's an increasing market as as well because of our. Mm -hmm proximity with the states canada you know and and simply because you know we are one of the largest emerging markets in in latin america right so um so because of that you know we're very fortunate to be in that position so so there's an and an, you know there's a lot of you know active recruitment you know right after a yeah. course um so sometimes what we do you know if we just like advertise you know internally so you know if if you know we're finishing a course and oh yeah and mm -hmm. and, and 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 we have say like uh, like a number of vacancies you know like in mexico city or like lovely riviera maya cancun or like you know i mean really anywhere because 
we again, like I was saying, we have 15 different branches in the country. So, so um, if we need teachers, then we'll just advertise and recruit internally from our pool of graduates. Um, we also work with uh, very actively uh, with a number of agents. Like for example, like I, I was, I was, I was saying we have. Um, we have agents you know, for, for China, for example, right? So if people would like to go and, and teach in China, you know, like we work with them, you know, very actively. We also have agents for uh, like Costa Rica, for Colombia, for the rest of Latin America and, and so forth and so on, right? So, um, mm -hmm. um, so we also have agents in Russia, for example, because uh, also that's an emerging market. So, so, so we, we do, you know, a lot of active, yeah, uh, recruitment. You know, from our own pools of um, graduates, right? So great. Um, yeah, yeah. So something to keep in mind for anyone who is thinking about doing a salt at IH Mexico. If that's somewhere you potentially want to teach, you could just, if you do well on Salta, you could get recruited right from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and great. we've had cases where they finish on Friday and then you know they start on, on Monday, for example. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I'll make sure at the end of the interview to have you leave the information so that anyone who wants to get in touch yep. how to do that. Um, but first, cool. a few more fun things to talk about. Yep. Um, is there anything that you wish you had known before you first started teaching? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think, hmm, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think, I know, I, I just wish, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to be able to develop, right, and, mm -hmm. and to, you know, like to find different opportunities. And I, and I feel, you know, I've been very fortunate to, you know, to happen to be in this profession where, you know, if you, I mean, if, if you're networking, you know, very actively, you know, then you can, you can get to know different people in different places, in different circumstances, or in different Absolutely. contexts. And, and then, you know, that's also very helpful, you know, when it comes to like looking for different opportunities and jobs and, right. and, proje and projects, right? And I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that or, or for that to happen to me in different circumstances quite organically, right? Mm -hmm. um but but you know if somebody you know when i was starting you know my my career you know if somebody had told me that um and 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 you know and potentially you know advised me you know to do that even more actively early on in my profession i uh, and you know in my career i i think i would have really appreciated that because because okay. i think yeah because because i mean i i don't know it's one of the things that I mean, I, I, I've met, you know, several teachers, you know, like through, again, you know, training or networking or tutors and so forth and so on. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, from, from talking to those people, you know, it just feels like, like, for example, like candidates I've had on, you know, in-service, other, I mean, not Celta, Del, or even Celta, it's, uh, sorry, um, Delta itself, right? And sometimes when I'm talking to them, you know, it feels like, um, it was the right course for them. I mean, it's definitely the, the right course for them now, but, you know, they could have taken it like, I mean, so many years before. And, and yeah, I know. You, 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 see, you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, it, it, you know, if somebody had just like told them or encouraged them or, or said to them, hey, you know, like take the course and then, you know, like this is what you could do with it. And if you want to move into like publishing or like editing or like, course book writing or like training you know like i mean there are all of these different opportunities because because there were like so many things that 
I didn't know about until right. you know, I, I was on, on, right. on, on my master's degree or exactly. like on my Delta course. And I was like, oh, well, can I, can I actually do that? Or more importantly, can I aspire to do that or to be that person, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think, I, I think, I think that's, yeah, I think that would be, that would be that. I think. Yeah, I, I think I know exactly what you're saying because I agree. And um, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I think that's my thing as well is I wish I'd known before I started teaching how much I was going to love teaching. Yeah. And I think maybe this is what you're saying. Like I would have entered into the profession with more intention. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just, I think for a lot of teachers, like because we were saying earlier, a lot of people get into this field almost on a whim like oh I'll just try this and then they fall in yeah. love but because of that it's like you go in just sort of fielding opportunities as you happen to find out about them rather than going exactly in, like, okay how am I really gonna yeah like take how can I really exactly like like this is what I want to do like how do I get to this right like how right. do I yeah exactly like making more concrete or intentional goals rather than things just kind of falling into your lap because you're like oh yeah. wait there's a thing called delta oh okay yeah oh I didn't know about right, <laughs> right. exactly yeah yeah exactly for so, sure and I could do what you know with delta so and I can make exactly. how much money with it what right <laughs> yeah oh this is a real industry yeah. a real career yeah path. exactly <laughs> teaching somewhere random for a year yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah totally for sure yeah um okay is there anything um I guess okay first do you have a favorite thing about working in this industry oh yeah yeah no definitely I think so it's it's well it's more like I mean two or three things really I mean rather than Mm -hmm. like one thing only right so like I think and and I I think I wouldn't be able to rank them I mean from like like one to three or something I think it's just like my favorites right so um so I think like I I really enjoy I really really enjoy traveling right and and, yeah and that kind of goes hand in hand with my second favorite so 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 the first favorite is so that would be that so traveling you know I really enjoy like going places and Mm -hmm. and and then my second favorite would be meeting new people and and yep. and you know coming back to those places because then I get to see my friends I get to see you know, like you know faces I've seen before that I you know worked with before and 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 more important you know people that you know have become have become my friends right so mm-hmm. um, and 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 you know and it's friends it's friends also in the field and in the industry and and in the same profession right so so it's so I, I think it would be those two things because the third thing I was going to say traveling places and like the, and, and like eating different types of cuisine right because yeah. I I'm a, so I'm a bit of a foodie myself um, so <laughs> so that was going to be my third thing but 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 it just and so, so I think it's it's that you know it's just like traveling I really enjoy traveling and and just like more importantly you know meeting so new places and people and 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 as I'm and as I'm doing that, you know, also more importantly, helping people, right? Because, because, because it's it's not just about like, oh yeah, like the new place. Oh, I'm going wherever, you know, or I'm meeting this new person. But it's, yeah. it's how can I, you know, how can I help, you know, like such and such and like another fellow, you know, trainer or assessor or professional and mm-hmm. or a center, right? And. And I mean, you, you know, this shine, like, like the favorite thing that I, you know, like, you know, in a visit, you know, in an assessor's visit, yeah. my, my favorite thing is, 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 is the final talk with the tutors, you know, and talking about the course and, yep. and talking about the things I do and, and the things that they could do and the things I've done. And so, so I think that's my favorite thing about the visit, right? So, 
definitely that was always our favorite thing about your visits too. (laughs) getting get new ideas and really have fun intellectual conversations about methodology and how to best do things in our industry yeah um but i love that point you made i i really do think that in the industry that we're in and the jobs that we do our office does feel like the whole world um and our coworkers are people all over the world um, and this industry is huge, obviously, because the world is huge. But I think also once you get to a certain point, it's really small. We always talk about that as trainers. Like this, this industry is pretty small in terms of yep. everybody kind of knowing everybody else. Yep. Um, and that's great because you have contacts all over the place. And it really does yep. make this huge world feel a lot more accessible. That yeah, it's not hard to go all these different places and have all these yep. different experiences. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think it's. And I think it's. You know, it's a very. I think we're very fortunate in this industry and profession because yes. how many, how how many professionals you know, in any industry you know are able to say that you know like oh you know I I, I can be in like whatever part of the world you know for like a year or two and then go somewhere else and then and then go somewhere else and or you know if I also want to stay in that country you know for a lifetime I can also do that you know I mean it's pretty pretty much up to me to decide right and exactly and not not very many professions or industries so professionals in in that industry now are able to say that so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. is there anything you don't love about this industry uh I mean not not for now um maybe in the future when I have to stop traveling I'll hate <laughs> not traveling uh, so okay. <laughs> yeah, because you know I'll get to a, to a certain age when I'll be like yeah I probably don't want to get on a plane again uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but, but I mean not more not for the time being right nice. I mean, okay yeah yeah so um I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rapidly, you know, approaching that age, you know, when I have to take care of my lower back or my knees, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, no, really. I mean, it's, um, I, I, th- I think, I, I think it's just a matter of also, you know, like staying, you know, remaining um, um, active in the field, in the industry mm-hmm. from uh, like, and an kind of like, and uh, kind of like an, an innovative kind of, or kind of like current state kind of thing, you know, because, uh, you know, with, with, you know, technology, you know, consistently and increasingly developing and evolving, you know, it's one of the yeah. things we want to make sure that we remain competitive, you know, and, and, and again, you know, it's not one of the, I, again, because I, mean, I don't know how this is going to come across, but it's not like I don't like this, but it's one of the things that we need to, especially in this profession, we need to, uh, bear in mind is you know our profession is pretty much like that of doctors or lawyers right and that is we have to remain you know you know up- updated right and, mm-hmm. and current so so it's one of the things that um you know especially now with technology you know and, and educational technologies and like critical thinking skills you know it's one of the things that like if, if you got trained up, you know, like five years ago and, and you haven't read, you haven't done research, you know, you haven't really, you know, like gone, I mean, been to like conferences or like workshops or anything, you know, if you don't stay, you know, in, in touch with, you know, all of these different, you know, updates in your profession, you know, you know, you don't stay current, then you, you're not. That's a good point. Even, you, you, see, you see what I mean? So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I guess we have to do our homework, right? You know, to. Yeah to um, remain competitive. Definitely. Stay fresh. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So last question, which is usually a very hard question considering what we do. Do you have a favorite travel destination? 
Oh yes, I do. Okay, uh, great. Yes, definitely. And 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 I always say, you know, if if I were to, I mean, I love my country. I love Mexico City. You know, however pol- polluted that is, because right? I mean, we all know Mexico City is, you know, is is a bit too polluted, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's 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 decreasing though. But but I love my country. And I love Mexico City. But I always say, you know, if I were to go, if I were to move to another mm-hmm. country. Uh, there are there are two places I've been to where I would gladly move to like immediately, and that okay. would be one of those is Italy. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love Italy. Absolutely love Italy. Like everything about it. Like 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 the chaos in Rome, the traffic <laughs> in Rome, but also you know people are just like so warm, you know, and and so. I know the whole thing about talking with your hands, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just amazing. The food is amazing. The pasta is gorgeous. Like everything is just amazing, right? Um, You know, and and I've been fortunate enough to travel to different places in Italy. So not only in Rome, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. able to go to the south, to every so lovely Puglia in the south, or Tranto, Lecce. Um, I've just been to Sicily as well, you know, completely different from, yeah, yeah, it's super nice. Um, fell in love with Taormina, so it's just amazing, the whole, so if anybody's out there, you know, if you're an Italian, and, and you need help with your Celta, you know, <laughs> just like, let me know and I'll be there. Orlando's so, ready. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'll be there, right? Exactly, just, you don't have to pay anything, just like, you know, just like give me free food, you know, every day, you know, free accommodation and I'll be there, right? So, yeah. We'll work for pasta. <laughs> I'll work for pasta, right? Uh, uh, so that'll be that. And then the other place and, and, and uh, I mean, again, I don't know how this is going to come across because it's pretty much the same as Italy. Uh, that will be our Argentina. Okay. Uh, well, I've never so, been to Argentina. I want to yeah, go. Yeah, but it's, it's, but, I mean, it's pretty much the same as Italy you know it's one of the things that you 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 know you 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 go to Buenos Aires and like like 50% of the of the population you know have some connection you know somehow you know to um uh with 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 Italy right somehow Mm -hmm. somehow like the grandfather was Italian the grandmother was Italian their father was (laughs) the great 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 something grandfather was from Italy right so um but but it's but it's also but it also feels very Latin American at the same time Uh, so it's also very close to my heart Okay. It's mm-hmm. Very close to um, where I'm from, you know. Very close to you know Mexico because it's Latin American, but also, you know, it's 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 got you know some very you know it's got some very again because of my first degree is in English literature, you know, you know Argentina has <coughs> sorry, Argentina has. Uh, you know, exported some of the most uh, amazing writers, you know, in, in the world. So, mm, uh, yeah. So that's, that's like Borges, for example, mm-hmm. Julio Cortázar, so uh, Ernesto Sabato, you know, like, so, so anyway, so, so that's, so it would be those two places, I guess, you know, those two countries. So, um, okay. yeah, really? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep, that will do that. Awesome. All right. Well, as it always does, that has fueled my wanderlust. So I need to think about planning some trips. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So thank you so much for joining us. This was fantastic. Um, if someone is interested in getting in touch, um, they're interested in doing a Celta or Delta or teaching at IH Mexico, how can they find you? 
Yeah, well, you know, they could just email me. So, um, so very easy, you know, my, so my email would be, um, um, uh, so my email would be Orlando, just like Orlando Bloom, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> or, right, the speaking image. Um, so it would be, or, <laughs> of course. Uh, would you be, kind of look like him, actually. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, in my dreams, I guess. <laughs> so, but it's Orlando at ihmexico.com. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, very easy. I'm the, I'm the only uh, person in the company with that name. So, um, so yeah, and I'll put a link. I'll put a yeah. link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. So Orlando, I makes it come. Or you know, if you could just, um, you know, if you want to know more about the. Um, uh, I mean, what we do, you know, and, and, and IH Mexico itself, you know, and what we've done and, and what we've done and how we do it kind of thing, you know, you could just go to our website, uh, .com, uh and, and, and that's where we are. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a wonderful conversation. I mean, as it always is with you, but I'm glad thank we could you. share this with all of our listeners. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and thank and you for having me over, you know, thank you for, for, the, uh, for the invite. Of course. Happy to. Enjoy the rest of your time in Kiev. Don't freeze. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. Rapidly approaching winter. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Shannon. And uh, yeah, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I mean, to, you know, like all of our listeners, you know, um, thank you for uh, uh, being here and, and listening to what we had to say. So <laughs> thank you very much. Great. All right. Bye. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I just wanted to add a quick follow-up that if you are someone who's interested in taking the CELTA course, we have a free preparation email course called Ready, Set, CELTA that will give you a big head start in doing well. Again, as CELTA trainers, Lauren and I know that the CELTA course is really quite intense and it can be a little bit overwhelming to just come in cold. So we designed this course to try to ease some of that stress and help candidates feel like they can get a jump on the material and all the terminology and really just feel like they're going into it with a more solid background in terms of what the course is all about and what to do. Um, Our email prep course is totally free, so even if you don't end up registering for an actual CELTA course in the end, there's no risk in signing up just to get some more information and get a really solid taste of what CELTA is all about. And the setup is really easy. It's delivered in the form of 10 different email lessons. So basically, as soon as you sign up, the first email gets automatically sent to your inbox, and then you get the following email lesson the next day and each day after that for the next 10 days. If you do end up taking a CELTA course at IH Mexico, they'll send you a link to a special version of the course that we've adapted specifically for the CELTA centers at IH Mexico. So in that case, um, you can hold off and just sign up for the prep course via that acceptance email that they send you. Um, And they've let us put some other fun goodies and resources in their acceptance email as well. So that's very exciting. If you're looking for the classic version of Ready, Set, CELTA, you're ready to do it now. Um, You can find that at tefelhorizons.com forward slash ready dash set dash CELTA. And that's linked for you in the show notes as well. That's all for now. Thanks again. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. Feel free to leave a comment below if you enjoyed this and let us know what you want to hear about in upcoming episodes. If you know other teachers and travelers, we'd love for you to share this podcast with them too. And tune in this coming Tuesday for our next episode. 
Until then, you can find us at TuffleHorizons.com. Let's keep making this big world smaller by expanding horizons.